Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you for coming out today and uh, braving everything to be here with us. I think, you know, um, uh, earlier this year there was a saying going around and it was like, there's nothing worse than death. And that's not true at all. Um, uh, One of the things that's worse than death is to not live. And we come here because we are reminded and we celebrate the birth of Jesus we also celebrate at this table his death and resurrection. And we know that as Christians, death does not have the final say. But I think we can all agree on one thing right now, and that is that the number one question asked between Thanksgiving and today <clears throat> is what do you want for Christmas? That question is actually a doozy because as the recipient, when that question is pondered deeply, it can reveal the desire of your hearts. It can reveal what you really want. Then there's the giver of the gift. Parents, I think we can all relate to the fact that there's nothing more rewarding in the world than watching the joy that comes across your child's face as they receive the desire of their little hearts. It's exciting. However, to quote St. Gloria Estefan, uh, this can cut both ways. Because one of the most frustrating feelings is the expression of the face of a person who didn't receive what they expected, especially if you're the giver of the gift. You know, we've all received those gifts. Last year, SNL had an amazing skit where a mother has given everyone these amazing, exquisite gifts, and she just keeps getting a robe. I remember when I was in the seventh grade, um, I, uh, there were all of these presents under the tree that looked like Nintendo cartridges. And I was telling everybody that I had hit the like, Nintendo lottery. And, um, and then on Christmas Day when it came around, I opened up the gifts and it was math flashcards. I was like incredibly disappointed. <clears throat> But you know what I'm talking about. Oh, cool, socks and underwear, my heart's desire. You know, a Fitbit, you think I'm fat, thank you. So, um, you know, this is, this is what it is. And I say this to you today as my illustration because our text from Titus tells us what type of gift giver God actually is. In our society, we don't really think of God as the great gift giver. We think of him more as a distant judge. But the New Testament says nothing could be further from the truth. St. Paul tells his student Titus in verse 4 that God's goodness and loving kindness is the basis of his gift giving. This is my first point. Today, we celebrate God as a gift giver. And his gift is not based on your goodness or loving kindness, but hear me, it's based on his goodness and loving kindness. It's based on his grace. For if it was based on our goodness or worthiness, well, we'd all be on the naughty list and gift list. Titus is the uh, theological, the dogmatic explanation of the historical theology that Luke writes in Luke chapter 2. 
Now, unfortunately, many in Jesus' day and our own believe that the gift of Jesus is not what they really want from God. I mean, at face value, the gift of Jesus, especially if you believe you have no need for forgiveness. You know, Jesus didn't come around. What God Jesus killed was not telling people to love each other. He got, he got killed because he was telling people you need to be forgiven. And if you don't think you have any need or you don't need to be forgiven deeply, well, then the gift of Jesus, I mean, it, it comes across as socks. A baby born in Bethlehem who becomes an insignificant Nazarene rabbi, crucified by the Roman authorities, This is not the gift from God we were hoping to get. This sounds like math flashcards. This gift seems strange and unusual. This is why Martin Luther would call it God's alien work. However, as Paul reminds Titus, God is the one who gives the gift we may not initially want. But God is the one who gives the gift that we desperately need. Truly, the gift that you need in your life is God's Son, Jesus Christ, and all that he's done for you. The gift of Jesus is given by the Father and connects to your life in a meaningful way by the power of the Holy Spirit working through both word and sacrament. And Paul tells Titus, God applies the gift that we need by washing and renewal. This is baptism language. By the Holy Spirit, whom he's poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And this is my second point. Jesus may not be the gift you want, but he's most certainly the gift that you need. For Christ is the only gift available that delivers you from sin, death, and the clutches of the devil. It is the only gift that has restored and brought reconciliation between you and God. Paul tells Titus that God's gift in Christ Jesus does three very specific things. The gift, one, does something. Two, the gift makes us something. And then three, the gift gives us something. First, the gift of Jesus does something. The gift of Jesus justifies us by God's grace. This is very important. Grace is an acronym for God's redemption at Christ's expense. Therefore, in terms of God, you are justified because of Jesus before him. You don't stand before God just simply as not guilty. You stand before God and he sees you right now as completely and totally innocent. Therefore, you don't have to give anything back to God or earn anything because Jesus, in Jesus it's all good. And the score has been settled. As St. James reminds us, every good and perfect gift comes from above from the Father of light, in whom there is no change. Second, the gift of Jesus makes us something. 
and it makes us an heir. Heir is relationship language. An heir receives the benefits upon the death of one with whom that person has a relationship. And in your case, the death of Jesus for you makes you an heir, a benefactor of God's estate. And what you have inherited is Jesus for you. All of his grace, all of his mercy, all of his love given to you in totality. Third, the gift of Jesus gives us something. And what does it give us? It gives us hope. And a very specific hope. The hope of eternal life. What this means is that this is not all there is. What this means is that death has been conquered. And though you die, you will yet, yet live because death no longer has the final say. And hope is very powerful. Hope is very powerful in transforming how we live in the here and now. Hope becomes the motivating agent in our lives to actually serve our neighbor, to endure crisis, to cling to Jesus when there's nothing else left. As Paul reminds Titus, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Thus, we find it is a joy to respond to this gift of salvation in Jesus with thankfulness in all that we do. Such gift giving on God's part affects our gift giving as we attempt to express the same unconditional grace in our gift giving, both in the acts of giving and the receiving of giving, especially socks. We can receive a gift graciously and with thankfulness and allow it to be a blessing in our lives, not a source of guilt or payback. And we can give and receive without selfish expectations. As a matter of fact, call everybody you sent the gift to and say, do not write me a thank you card. It's free. So what do you want for Christmas? This is my third point. The Holy Spirit gives us the desire to give and receive what we need most in our life. And that's salvation through faith in Christ. Therefore, our need transforms the want. And our want for Christmas is ultimately to give in such a manner that people experience God's unconditional gift, the giving of grace in Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.